What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Trust Brothers CBD. You can get a 250 milligram CBD oil for free at 499cbd.com. All you got to do is use the code MANIA. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for CBD. Just kidding. You came for D. So on the line right now, he dropped his stuff. He carried the bag. He came in an hour and 45 minutes late, and we're just going to penalize in five minutes. So five minutes from now, we're going to bring on Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, my man? What's up? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a crazy finish there. Uh, really happy to have our you know, next guest on, man. She's She had quite the Cinderella story. Almost. Okay, anyway, back to the CBD. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's funny. I've been using the uh, Trust Brothers CBD for quite some time because I didn't want to, like, you know, give people like false sense of like information, you know? And, um, you know, my mom, I sent my mom a little bit, you know, she has actually, she has lymphoma. It's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's manageable. It's not curable. So, you know, we're constantly like, you know, stressed out about it. And obviously, you know, doctors checkups, like, you know, all the time, you know, so I'm all constantly in communication with the nurse and the nurse said she can take the CBD. And, uh, I was at home for the holidays for Thanksgiving and she was like, um, Hey, you know, I, I ran out of that CBD. Can I have, you know, can you get, can I have some more? Do you have, can I? And I was like, I was like, why? I was like, do you like it? Do you like think it works? Like, um, you know, how's it make you feel? She's like, well, she's like, I feel, she's like, I don't know if it's working or not, but I, I feel good. Like I'm, I'm not stressed out. Like I'm, I'm like care, like I'm carefree. Like I'm not worried. You know, I think I worry less. I think it's helps me worry less. So I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, so I had like a, I had some of the gummies. I had like a pack of gummies because when I go and visit my family, I want to like, wait, is that share. what they're called? Cummies? Gummies, gummies, gummies. I was going to say, he called them cummies, and I don't, I don't know if that's what they call them because it's CBD. They call them cummies. I was going to let no. them know that's the worst name I've ever heard, but yeah. uh, but I'm just no. kidding. They're like little gummy bears. You no, know what I mean? No, that's awesome. What's cool, it sounds like your mom got to try it because of you. If listeners want to try it, all they got to do is go to 499cbd.com, and it's free. All you do is pay the shipping, so I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically five bucks for, uh, you know, a bottle to try to sample. And, you know, if you, and also with that, like you can kind of upgrade, like the discounts are like CBD is pretty expensive, I think. So, um, it, it gives you like options to like upgrade and get like discounts on other stuff. And trust brothers is always doing like deals and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you haven't tried it, like, I think it's just worth the try. I've, I've, I've been using it for like months and I'm, I'm just letting you guys know about it. Um, and that it's there for you if you want to try it. And here's a couple like stories and that's just like off the top of my head. So, um, you know, I, I, I handed out to like my, my family to see, cause I'm, I'm interested to see like how it makes people feel and stuff like that. And, you know, it really seems like it, it helps with like a, a balance you know, in people's lives. So, so uh, yeah, to approval it. from not just Derek Kaczynski, yeah. but the whole Kaczynski clan. Well, uh, it's not the off. whole clan. It's not the whole clan. It was just a random moment for my mom. I'll be honest with you. I, you, you know, I, ha you have no idea how, you know, different things affect different people, but she's always been one of those people that like, doesn't take like taking prescription pills, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't 
doesn't like doing that. She, one time she told me that, you know, they, they, she was, she had, you know, a stressful time in her life and they gave her some kind of pill and it made her feel drunk at work. And she had net, she threw those, she threw those, uh, those pills in the garbage. That's her story, you know? So hearing her say like, Oh, something like this is like, she thinks is helping her is just kind of, you know, just, you know, for me, I was just like, Oh my gosh, like really? That's, it's just nice to hear your mom say that she's comfortable, you know, it is, you know, especially going through, you know, like, you know, she's on the chemo pill and, you know, it's, you know, we have no idea where, you know, how this is going to turn out. So, you know, the fact that there's something out there that I can help provide her with is, you know, is, is pretty cool for me. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, we have Tori Deal coming to you guys, and look, she came up just short. She's the only member of Team UK purged before the second leg of the final. Jordan, her fiance, of course, does take home the bacon along with CT and D and Rogan. Uh, but before we get to Tori, who I know you guys want to hear from, we figured, look, we do a full breakdown of the final over at patreon.com slash challenge mania for the pod squad that's where if you become a maniac level patron you get one bonus podcast a week where during the season we are breaking down each episode the night it airs we take questions from you guys it's a really cool show we call it the war room uh we got the reunion coming up we'll talk about that but during the off season we got a lot of fun stuff too we're doing the challenge mania awards you want to vote for those you got to be a maniac level patron do a lot of fun bonus content over there uh, regarding the awards we bring one patron on a month for meet the patrons we do giveaways almost every single week a lot of cool stuff patron only pre-sales we got one going on right now for the dallas show at the addison improv on august 1st that's right you want tickets to that you got to be a patron we did a patron pre-sale earlier this week for the tickets to the tampa show tampa improv on saturday april the 4th tickets are now on sale for everybody there if you want to go to challenge mania.live for that so a lot of reasons to join the pod squad here in december d you got the challenge mania awards coming up lots to talk about lots to discuss lots to have you guys weigh in on so i encourage you guys to go check it out patreon.com slash challenge mania and something cool that we just started doing is at the savage level which is the hundred dollar level we've now added something where a lot of people are always wondering, hey, Miami meet and greet sold out. Hey, this meet and greet sold out. Is there any way in? Now there is. We've added a, an added perk to the Savage tier, which is the $100 level, where if you are an active Savage patron, you get one VIP meet and greet ticket to the show that month, and you can use it on a sold out show. So it's a loophole. If we got a meet and greet sold out, hey, Scott D, how do I get into this meet and greet? If you become a Savage level patron for that month, boom, you can get in it. It's also cool for our patrons and our audience members who come to almost every single show they can just set it and forget it they're good to go for every single show we do so something cool to check out we got all lots of other fun rewards over there there's a tier where you get the Derek Kaczynski uh, buddy the uh, wrestling buddy that we did only way to get that is a certain tier the OG tier over at uh, patreon.com slash challenge mania so check that out but I use that all as a segue, D, because if you want the full-on conversation, you and me going for 90 minutes about part two of the finale, you and me going on for about 90 minutes about part one last week, you got to go to patreon.com slash challenge mania. But here in the intro, let's give them a little taste, all right? What were your thoughts on this final? What's your first thing? When I mentioned the final, what comes to mind? Well, we now have two uh, three-time champions. Um you know, and now we start the debates, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is like, you know, 
how much is you know carrying this gurney really matter what's your lead you know really matter um you know it's like i don't know it's a mess man for me like i want to get to the cast members and hear from them i can only say so much i know you're trying to do a promo for the war room and i was not prepared for that at all but you know We've done our due diligence, our 90-minute investigation from what we saw on TV. Now we will go forward and try to get as many guests who were there on the ground that went through this. Some went through a debacle. Some went through this amazing story. Some people like Tori got purged at the fucking final. They just did a purge at the final. What the fuck? You know, so – well, you're actually the one who pl- who plugged the the war room because I queued you up. T- oh, because I queued you up to give a little bit of your two cents, and you're like, if you want my two cents, you got to become a patron. What I was trying to do is give people a little, give the give the iTunes people, give the Challenge Mania people who maybe don't have the ability to become a patron a little something. Oh. I've had some people message me on Twitter. We want your thoughts. We want to hear about the final. Yeah. So I want mm. to give them a little taste. Uh, um, but if while my- you while you think, I'll tell them my thoughts, which is this is the most convoluted final. <laughs> As far as time penalties and, uh, and whatnot that I've ever seen, um, doesn't take anything away from the big win. In fact, you know, um, in some regards, it makes it more impressive because when you hear Tori will let us know how far ahead they really were on day one. And for that, they yeah. got a five minute head start on day two. But as you mentioned, two three time winners, two banner wins for a Jordan and a CT, two of, I don't care what you think about the guys. They are two of the best male competitors to ever do it. And if you don't have them at least in your top 10, if you're not in your top five, you're crazy. I don't want to hear about it but on the other side of it we got two people who have only played on two challenges who just won a championship rogan o'connor who correct me if i'm wrong might have been the funniest guest we had on this podcast and people were asking why you having him on he was only on the challenge for six minutes that's why we had him on because we saw something in him we knew the guy had drive we didn't know he was going to win a a championship the second time out but got to give it up for rogan we're going to have him on the show soon get his full breakdown of the season and then dean win who um look her name says it all her name has the, the word win in it, all right? She just got a new win uh, on this season of the challenge. But she was so nice to come and join us in San Francisco earlier this year, and she's one of the nicest people on the challenge. We're going to have her on the podcast soon to break it down. So I'll be honest, man. I People ask me all the time, who are you rooting for? And I, they think I'm just trying to play politics by saying, hey, you know, I really there's people on both sides that I'd love to see win. Look, would I love to see Leroy get his first championship? Yes, you know. Would I love yeah. to see Paulie or, or, you know, guy? the guy tries. I mean, Look, no matter what you say about the guy, he tries. Would I love to see him win? Yes, but I mean, look, I, I'm really happy for Rogan. Really happy for D. Two nicer people you won't find, and then also uh, CT and Jordan. I mean, it's cool to watch the people who we've already anointed as, hey, these are two of the best to ever do it. Prove it again is pretty damn cool. And in, in such a weird climate these days, with all the twists and the turns and the rules and the teams and this and that, it's almost harder to win now than ever if you're a star in this game because everybody's going for you. Really cool that those two were able to take it down, um, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, and, you know, for, like the whole Leroy thing is probably, you know, the most painful thing to watch out of this whole this whole story. You know what I mean? It was even like, you know, like Tori, she gets she's the last one to get purged out of that team. But her hu- future husband went out there and won two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean, so that's not that bad. You know, it's like the guy, you know, the guy that we're all really, really rooting for, the guy who we saw really, you know, do awesome, 
you know, endure probably the most pain besides Pauly. Um, well, I'll get to Pauly in a second, but the guy that lasted, outlasted, um, everyone on his team, including Pauly and just like was the workhorse was, was Leroy, you know? So it's like, it's, it's heartbreaking to see, you know, a guy like that, you know, knowing what a good person he is, not make it there, you know, get purged out for the first time ever. We have a purge in the final. Um, that was painful for me to watch, you know? I don't know that, w- would you call this the first purge in a final? Cause to me, I think they've been doing this fairly frequently now that they've been like letting eight, ten people in the final, like vendettas. They cut out half the people halfway through. Remember Cam, Leroy, Nicole's oh. not, right? I mean, you know, so I think since they've been doing yeah. these, and last year they, they purged out Cara halfway through, you know, and Hunter halfway through. They did that quote unquote, uh, you know, they did a little bit of a mini tribunal there. Of course, two people go home because yeah. of medical evac. But um, so I think they've been doing it more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It's it's almost like, you know, and it was almost like a vote, too, wasn't it? It wasn't even like, oh, the last four people with the worst times are out. You know what I mean? Because that, you know, that would, you know, with with Leroy, like he's somewhere in first place in this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, as far as like if it was an individual thing and the guy just had to carry you know, versus everybody else, like he'd be doing pretty awesome, you know, um, you know, but as far as Paulie goes, you know, just kind of, you know, sidestepping, um, and, and people calling him like this flop, you know, or one of the worst, you know, finals performances ever. Um, granted it, that's may have been, you know, one of the, you know, one of the most insane things we've seen. I mean, I'm surprised the guy didn't die. Talking about I mean, Pauly? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. The re, a lot of people are comparing it to Big Easy, right? Um, we saw, like we it. saw two people go down and not even get to fit. We saw Georgia and Maddie go down for a similar reason. Heat stroke, obviously, uh, a little bit of fatigue and neither of them were able to even continue. Paulie was able to continue. He rebounds. He finishes a puzzle for his team. He finishes the solo puzzle ahead of three other people on his team and gets to the second leg of the thing. I think what stands out here is it's a team challenge. So, you know, him shitting the bed physically impacted his team. And that's why people compare it to Big Easy. Of course, it was a lot worse when it happened to Big Easy. Um, but here, you know, I, I don't know that it's that different from what happened to, say, Georgia or Maddie last year. I think the difference is people, I think, like to look at Paulie, the bravioso, the yeah. hubris, the ego. Yeah, he's and they easy say, hey, to dude. laugh at. He's yeah. easy to laugh at. You know what I mean? It, and to be honest with you, like, I thought it was pretty funny, too. I, I mean, the, it, like, I thought it was funny in like the worst kind of way. You know what I mean? I was like, also, you know, here's a guy talks a big game. We just saw him basically say, I got gas for days. That was like the, the clip, like the day before, you know, and then, you know, it's clear that you don't have gas for days, not in this t- particular situation, you know, granted, I, I don't think it was all his fault. I made an observation on Twitter that went, uh, you know, had quite the flurry going for quite a few days. You know, I still think that, you know, if, you know, Zach carries that weight, that he doesn't fall apart, then the gurney doesn't fall apart, then the bags aren't on the ground, and then the people aren't carrying the bag, you know, the relic and the, and the bags and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, um, I, I didn't so, think, I didn't think your observation, uh, I was actually surprised it kind of went as far as it did. I thought you were kind of just, I thought you were kind of complimenting him while also questioning yeah, 
I was basically saying, look, wow, the best player on your team just took a break. I wonder how bad this can get in a final. And lo and behold, everything fucking fell apart. You know, and it was an observation. And I still didn't know how bad it, you know, what type of, how bad it would hurt. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. And, you know, later on, I still think that it all falls apart because of that, that move. But in the end, it really didn't fucking matter because these guys had an hour lead and it accumulated up to like five minutes and, you know, penalties or 10 minutes in penalties, you know? So it was like, it's just an observation, you know what I mean? It kind of went fucking ballistic there. Uh, so, you know, um, I still do think that that led to, you know, the, the fall of Pauly, which eventually led to like an insane rebound, you know, like I, you know, you would think we've seen people just like, like I said, we talk about Big Easy out, Maddie out, fucking Georgia out. Uh, who else? There's been plenty of people, dude, along, along the years. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, a lot of clips came in, a, a Zach on that mountain and I don't, I don't, I can't recall if you finished or not. I can't, can't remember, but you know, I mean, there's been uh, Abram, I think Abram, uh, uh, Sarah, you know, I think that they had heat stroke, you know, during a final, um, you know, coral with the spider bite, like spider bite. let's talk about the real thing. This is what's crazy about the whole thing. Right. So, you know, I don't want to step on it, but you know, Tori mentions the exact amount of time because of mainly because of Pauly, uh, going down and him not being able to carry anything. And a lot of the things that went wrong with team us team UK really, really beat them time wise in, in day one, like by over an hour, according to her. Um, but we see in day two, that only got them a five minute head start. So when you throw in the fact that Paulie was able to get that puzzle for them, uh, in the middle of the day one, uh, portion and then also in day two um was able to you know outlast Leroy and Cam and Ashley to get onto the second portion and look they end up it ends up not mattering but knowing that Paulie's one of the better puzzle people he could have potentially won the game for him down the stretch I'm I'm saying this is a flat-out flaw in the design of this final but as as you know as much of the visual as as Paulie on the ground and Cara carrying Paulie was, you know, made you look at him and say, "Oh wow, Mr. Cardio here." Look at really, it amounts to nothing. It, it didn't matter. Yeah. They had as good of a funny. chance. They had as good of a chance to win this thing as anybody. Uh, and you know, look, if you want more on this, go to patreon.com dot uh, patreon.com slash challenge mania. We talk about every single rule. We talk about every single time penalty. We break it all down. I go into things because I think it's ridiculous. They got the timeout on that puzzle at the end. We break it all down and I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week too. So let's get to Tory deal. What do you say? Uh, before I do that, I just want to remind you of that if you want to see the brand new three time champ CT Tamborello on stage, challenge mania live for the first time, the meet and greet sold out. But like I said, one way into that sold out mean greet, savage level patrons can get in. Go to patreon.com slash challenge mania. But if you want general admission, you want to come to Miami to hang out with the holidays for the holidays, CT, Nani, Josh, and Mr. Mark Long, the Challenge Mania Hall of Famer. Of course, me and D, Miami Improv, tickets at challengemania.live for Saturday, December 21st. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Do you look forward to it? Yes, you know it, dude. You know it. 
So Miami, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Miami's my home away from home. We got married in Miami. Lindsay grew up in Miami. Uh, putting Brock on a plane for the first time. So we're actually uh, we're going for quite a bit. We're going down right before. We're staying a little bit extra. Do the holidays there. We're going to do a baby naming for the B-Man. So uh, looking forward to it. We are also looking forward to talking with Miss Tori Deal at Tori underscore Deal on Twitter. If you want to let her know you heard her on the show, let's get to it, man. Let's find out the deal. Yeah. You going to play one of her songs? Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce her with one of her songs right here. What you're hearing now, guys, is the soothing sounds of Tori and Jordan. Alabama, Arkansas, I do love my mom, Paul, not the way that I do love you. Holy moly, me oh my, you're the apple of my eye Girl, I've never loved one like you Man, oh man, you're my best friend I scream into nothingness There ain't nothing that I need Well, hot and heavy pumpkin pie Chocolate candy, Jesus Christ Ain't never needing more than you I hope Ladies and gentlemen, on the line right now, for the first time on Challenge Mania since episode 11, we are in the 150s, technically like 160 if you count the bonus episodes, but she is back, fresh on the heels of coming oh so close to winning a Challenge Championship, but uh, her fiancé ain't no slouch. So, welcome to the show, Miss Tori Deal. How you doing? That was like my my crowd noise, you know. Oh, yeah. we, we put we pipe in a, an applause sound effect now. So you got oh, you real you got real crowd noise and your organic crowd noise as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, don't you worry, man. You know it's like your story on this past challenge reminds me of like some like weird, awesome, tragic Shakespearean mystery. Really? But then right at the but then 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 at the end you say but what's mine is his. So I was like, "Oh, that story's not that bad." I think it's more you like know? a fairy tale, dude. She gets engaged, her uh, fiance yeah. wins $250,000. She like trucked a girl in the middle of it, and knocked her on yeah. her ass. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know, like yeah. like Tangled or some sort of, yeah. you know, uh Disney fairy tale there, D. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah, but the Cinderella story would have been if they both won the damn thing. Sorry. Sorry. You're That's right. the that would have been the Cinderella story. That would have been like the most amazing. All right, I'm gonna stop talking because we we don't have that much time with you. But I I I always say this like one of the coolest things that like I I, I would have always wanted was to win like a season with like my brother. Yeah. Or like someone so close to me where it's like, wow, bro, like we really did this. So I thought that you know, that's that's where my little little bit of snippet of tragedy came from until. You guys both came up with 250k. Anyway, I know, man. We could have we could have walked away with five hundred thousand dollars had we both won. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like there's people listening to this whose names rhyme with Folly Wallapiori who are probably like, "I'll take the 250k. (laughs) I would have taken that." So, um, yeah, (laughs) let's go back a little bit, Tori, because we obviously the the final is so fresh in all of our minds. We spent the last two weeks watching it. We want to get to that. We have a ton of questions. The listeners have a ton of questions just on like the logistics of that thing and all those checkpoints and time penalties and everything like that. But I want to kind of catch us up to that so we can kind of see what got us to this point. It was this crazy 
season. You started as an American. You ended as a Brit. Are you an American again? Let's go back to the beginning of this season. You know you've got your boo there with you. I know I'm sure you have some friends and some allies you've made along the way. Talk about the first moment where you realize, oh, I'm not playing against the other team. I'm playing against my own team and the people who I just don't jive with this year. I mean, I think we, I'm going to be honest, I think we really knew it from the jump. You know, I think when Wes was in there in the beginning and automatically creating relationships with the other side and, you know, Jordan called him out on it really early. It made it very clear that Wes did not fuck with Jordan early. So that is kind of what set up this whole thing for us. We just didn't anticipate how much they had calculated it prior to the moment of us not having control of the numbers anymore. So basically what happened is we let it kind of all happen right underneath our own noses. And by the time we realized we had no control over the numbers, it was just too late. So, but the divide was there from the very beginning, you know, like how can there not be like, there's so many people with huge egos on that show. Like, and everybody thinks that their way is the way to handle it. Like there's no team. There's no leader. There's no captain. Everybody wanted to be the captain. So it was destined for failure. It's always, it's always weird to me how, how all these alliances, and I know we all know that the game kind of starts, you know, like the months coming into it, people start chatting a little bit, but for me, it's almost like, like I'm so naive to believe that the game can be calculated before the game even starts yeah. with the numbers. And and it doesn't come across like you and Jordan are these people. And do, after hearing what you just said, it doesn't seem like you, you were like thinking, Oh yeah, let me get, you know, 10 people on, you know, the, you know, on my squad real quick. So we can just yeah. run the game a month before the game starts. It's like, well, you know, what was different about this season. I'm just to, just to like, cause it's fresh on my mind and it blew my mind is the reason why this that wouldn't work in any other season is because every other season, like let's go back to Dirty 30 or like like the free agents kind of like lineup of the show, structure the show. You never know who's going to be in control or with power. When you have two teams, if you have the majority on both teams, it didn't matter if you won or lost, if both teams were working together with majority because whoever won could throw in whoever they wanted and whoever lost was going to, they would throw in whoever they wanted to. So, the thing is, is the structure of the show did not change. So once you realized, okay, one team's going to win and one team's going to lose. If we have the control on both teams, like, let's say we have, you know, if we have the majority, then it doesn't matter if we win or lose because somebody still has to get voted in anyway, as long as we have a majority. So it didn't matter on this season. It was particularly different because the structure never changed. It was two teams, one team lost, one team won. And once you had the numbers on both sides, it didn't matter. How much did you get the feeling that people cared whether or not their gameplay was going to benefit not even the team, but them down the stretch come final time? Because to me, my question was always like, 
are these people just out to make big moves, take down the big names, you know, kind of make sure that they get out the biggest name who's not on the side of their alliance? Because to me, it's like without knowing whether you want the most people on your team or not, whether you want the strongest people on your team or not down the stretch, I, I didn't understand how they were making these moves with such conviction because it very well could have went individual towards the end of the game. And then you're mad that you kept along like the guy who's faster than you. And then also at the end of the game, yeah, hey, guess what happens? They break down to a two-team final, and the fact that you have more players is bad. You know, how much did you guys care what the thing was breaking down to at the end, and how much of these decisions were based on the likelihood of those uh, repercussions down the line? Well, I wasn't really in a position to make any decisions, right? So for me, I was just sitting back and analyzing the whole game from the fact that no matter what was going to happen, I was always going to be thrown in, you know, once it got to that point in the game. So... When I was sitting back and just watching it, I mean, ultimately, even though people want to say they played a scared game and it was boring to watch or it was manipulative, I mean, that's seriously the smartest way to get to a final. And you're right. You can't anticipate if you're going to lose, if, if having a lot more people in the final is going to affect you negatively, but you can do your best to work the odds of the game so that you can personally get there. And I think that that's ultimately what everybody who was in that final mentally agreed to was that, okay, you're right. We don't know if they're going to cut somebody in a final, but we do know that I'll personally have a better chance of getting there if, if I stick with these people who aren't going to throw me into an elimination because then I'm not going home. So, and you know, that, that, that was just the kicker. I mean, it was a risk people were willing to take. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have taken it, taken it had I had realized that's what the game was going to come to. Because ultimately, it led to a pretty rough season, you know? And n looking back at it, I'm ha I'm proud of it and I'm happy because, you know, I feel like I faced a lot of fears doing some things that I did this season. But in the moment, I mean, I was scared as shit. So I can't blame them for playing the game they played. It's It was pretty smart. Yeah, uh, you know, so, so at what point did you know you were like completely screwed, like that, that the numbers weren't on your side. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's so tricky. Cause you go back and, and you talk about like the dirty 30 and the twists and the turns and depending on who won that particular, you know, competition, it, it, your fate lied in their hands. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you like, how, what are the chances that your numbers fell with those two people? You know what I mean? Are those four people or those six people? It was, it, 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 it was weird, but, um, yeah, I, you know, the twists and the turns, man, in, in the game and not like we're sitting back here and we're like, you know, analyzing the, the, the maybe, the what ifs. It's like, yeah. you're constantly, Scott, we're constantly on pins and needles in this house. Like I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't said it in a long time because I haven't been in on show in a long time, but, mm. but the, the anxiety, on a daily basis in there, not knowing if the guy that you're living with is going to throw you in tomorrow or the girl that you just had tea with or coffee with this morning is going to stab you in the back is like insane. And then yeah, you throw TJ in there. Paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. And then you throw TJ in there and he's like, Oh, at the end of the game, you know, you're cruising. This, it, it looks like you guys got, or, 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 uh, well, we haven't seen the behind the scenes, but you know, and I want to get to this question eventually is like, you know, 
the behind the scenes with this, with this, all this gurney stuff. And was it just a walk in the park for you guys while these guys just fell apart? Absolutely um, not. and then you get to this puzzle. Let me get back to my TJ point. You get to this puzzle, this purge at the end of the game where you feel like you're winning. Like you're going to go and you're going to win this game with your future fiance. You're about to win 500, whatever the, you know, the split is with five people. Then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, skirt. Here's the, the biggest turn in the game. One person is going home at the very last second. Like yeah. that's fucking soul crushing. Yeah. Soul you're crushing. telling me, you're telling me motherfucker. That shit hurt. Um, yeah. I remember that. Like, well, to go back to your first question, you're like, at what point did I know the game changed for me? And that was, that was with Georgia because when I got thrown into my first elimination, the Brits threw her in against me. And that's when I was like, wow, they're playing dumb. They're, they're playing so much for numbers that they're willing to lose a good player like Georgia. And um, so that's when I realized that I was screwed. And then uh, after that, it kind of didn't matter. Then CT threw a challenge to throw me in. And that was the one that threw me against Jenny. And I was like, that's another situation where you're losing wow. a strong player. So, But being someone who then benefited from it down the stretch, once you had, you had switched teams and just, you know, you won. So, so, you know, look, if you keep winning the eliminations, they can't get rid of you no matter how hard they try. The whole like, hey, let's essentially play with like, for what the other team wants, because we want to get to the end. I mean, I know it worked out for Jordan, not necessarily you, because you got purged. But, hey, wasn't that kind of smart? Because then towards the end, all you have to do is beat them. You know, if along the way you make sure that you're the ones who get to stick around. So, like, obviously you had to win your way there. Jordan had to win their way there. But as far as CT, D, and Rogan go, I mean, they did get to skate along. They didn't do any eliminations, neither did Team US. Right. Well, the only thing I can say about that is that, they got very lucky because Jordan could have lost his elimination and we wouldn't have had Jordan and Josh would have been on the American side. So they would have had a a very, a much more powerful guy. So there was a risk there. And then it would have literally been me, D CT and Rogan in that final. And so there would only been four of us and it would, we wouldn't have won because that gurney me and D would not have been able to carry that for 16 miles straight. I had to carry it for eight miles and D had to carry it for eight miles. We switched on and on after every checkpoint. So there was a risk because if, if Jordan would have gone home, we would have lost guaranteed. There's no way I could have carried that gurney for 16 miles. There's no way D could have done it. It was the most fucking painful thing I have done in a long time, a long time. It was like, imagine taking a meat tenderizer and beating yourself in the trap and the shoulder for four hours. That's what it was like. It Um, felt so painful. When you count up the people who made the final, the only three people who saw an elimination were Ashley, who had like the last elimination of the season against Nani, which was like a race and a puzzle. You, who had these two banner wins against Georgia and Jenny. Jordan, obviously, who killed it against Theo and against Josh. So let, looking back Ninja. on it. Oh, Ninja and, too. Oh, and Ninja, Ninja. sorry. Ninja oh, and forgot. Laurel. How yeah. do I forget about that? Uh, so when you look back on it, obviously, you don't want to have the toll on your body. But when you look back at this season, Are you able to hang your hat on it a little bit more than they are? I feel like the internet loves the people who actually earn their way to the end, whether they win or not. It's almost more validating to have like a highlight clip to show for it. Totally. A hundred percent, you know, and I'm beyond grateful for the intense season I went through because not only did it let other people see that I'm a fighter and I play with a lot of heart, but I proved that to myself. I mean, going into every elimination, 
you know, I knew at least 24 hours going into it that I was going in and the anxiety of who am I going against or what am I going to be doing tonight? Or am I going to win? You know, am, is this going to be the last time I talk to Jordan for a month? You know, all of these questions race through your mind 24 hours before you go into an elimination and you have to learn how to mentally tame that stress and find your power and your energy and go in there and conquer that feeling. And I think that to me doing that multiple times this season made me a stronger person and proved to myself ultimately that I am, I'm, I am better than I thought I was in, you know, in a, in a humble way, but like, I didn't know, I didn't know I had that in me. And so I'm very thankful for that. I'm very, very thankful for that. Can you cue, cue up the, the Mack truck coming through the, the, the Mack truck, <laughs> the Mack truck? Uh, 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 can you cue it up real quick? I know you got that somewhere in there. I have to ask, I have to ask, cause I put this on my Instagram because I loved it so much. This is actually, it's not the proposal. That's my favorite site. Sorry, but the proposal isn't my, my favorite part <laughs> of the entire season. It's, it's when she went and trucked. Chick. <laughs> Who won survival of the fittest <laughs> and made that fucking sound that every football player loves to hear on the opposite end. Wow, How, dude. When you're talking about like surprising yourself and yeah. like, you know, reaching these, 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 these epic points and like challenge history, it, we're not, we're not at the proposal yet, everybody. But <laughs> about when you fuck Jenny. Like, where did that come from? Like, how did, did you know that like you had that in you? Had you done that before? I've watched women's soccer. Well, by no, the way, I played, you, I played college soccer. I know. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go there. I so, know this. You know, I played college soccer and everyone thinks those soccer players or foot fairies are good. I'm, I have horrible ball skills. I was only, only a college soccer player because I'm a really strong defender and I would body girls to get that ball back. So I'm, I have always been comfortable with contact sports. And the one thing that scared the shit out of me is obviously Jenny is, she's at least 15 pounds of 15 pounds more muscle than I am. So I was, I was very scared no matter what size, you know, you think it can conquer all, but I, I, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. Getting a little fucking rough and rowdy with motherfuckers, you know? So I just went into it and I was like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to do my best to run through her. And, you know, even when we walked up there, I knew that it was a hall brawl. You know, you see the hall. And I looked at Jordan and I was just like, I'm scared. And he was like, yeah, me too. And in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, usually the person you look at and you say, I'm scared is like, no, you got this, you got this. But he was like, yeah, I'm scared for you too. And I was like, oh shit, like he's scared. I'm scared. It's all or nothing right now. So if I don't go out there and just give it, give it literally everything I have, then I'm probably going to, I'm, I felt like I was going to die. So I just kind of, it was literally do or die, you know, Scott, I didn't mean to cut you off on that last one, but I, I had, I've only been to maybe like two women's soccer games <laughs> and, uh, West, West Virginia university was ranked like one and they were playing like number two or playing like number three or something like that. And I went to the game and I had, I, I had no clue how vicious, like high level, women's soccer was and so when i saw that like i gained this like new level of respect for like soccer players women's women's soccer all like everything in that world i'm a football guy so and i knew that about you so once i was like there goes that d1 soccer player (laughs) no yeah dude oh man that was awesome
Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Let's work our way up to positivity. Let's start with some of the controversial elements of this season. Just get your take on it. Some of which you were a spectator for. Some of which you were kind of involved in. Um, we'll start with Turbo and your man here. Um, rumors are that you played a part in this thing. We saw the we saw the part you played on camera, which is you kind of brokered a, a peace deal there. Um, but rumors were that once it got hot and heavy again. You were very vocal about being worried about what he might do if he was let back in the house. Um, it's gotten out after the fact that he sort of like refused to just say, no, I'm good. Let me back in the house. And he like said, like, don't let me back in. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so in essence, kind of booted himself. Um, but how much how, how much were you really worried knowing that or hearing that? And how much was gameplay? Oh, I was the most worried. Like I was Jordan was chill. I was like, absolutely not like. I'm not living in a house with somebody who is constantly saying, I'm going to break your legs. I'm going to put you in elimination. Like to me, the threats he was, he was saying genuinely scared me. I, I don't care what anybody else says. If somebody you love dearly is getting threatened, whether it's just fucking guy talk or, or game talk, whatever, I don't care. Like if somebody you love is getting spoken to like that and you don't defend that person or try to get that person removed or at least let production know that that's not okay, then I don't know. You're not doing your job as a good friend or a good partner. So I absolutely played a big and was super vocal with pretty much everybody that I was really uncomfortable. And I thought that this is a super unsafe environment and this is the challenge. Yeah, it's competitive and you take it seriously, but not that seriously. Nobody's getting killed over a fucking TV show, you know, and that's how I felt. How much of it, and and I'm not saying this makes it any less intimidating. I'm 100% aware that, you know, when you do hear threats like that, it does make it worse. But how much, how much of it do you kind of maybe chalk up to him being from Turkey, him not necessarily knowing the nuances of like American, uh, trash talk where like, you know, someone like a Paulie could say like, I'll end you, bro, or I'll F you up. And you kind of chalk it up to like, you know, dudes, you know, talking shit to other dudes. Whereas like all turbo has to get is like a little bit more specific and say, I will murder you. Your life will end. And now it's like, Oh, now I'm legitimately scared. How much of it could he just be? Uh, do you, do you think he's just projecting, but in sort of terms that we're not used to here, or do you get the feeling he really is that notch or two more serious when it comes to these threats? Definitely. I got the impression that he was more serious just from, the things that he would say about, you know, how he got on TV, how he knocked some guy out on a show and like people loved it, how he would like, uh, I don't know. He was like, he was telling us crazy stories prior to all this happening. Very intimidating stories where you're like, holy shit, you know, uh, that scares me. You know, that's somebody I want to be on the good side of because like that person is super, I, I mean, there's no way to describe it. And I honestly, I, I almost don't want to talk about it too much because 
Like, I just don't want that fucking problem to continue. I you get know? it. Trust I, me. It's not just like, him also. His following as well can get very, uh, they're very supportive of the man. We love the guy. He came out and did our show in San Francisco. He's a sweetheart if you let him be, but I'm with you. I don't need to like cue you up to, to, uh, you know, light that flame again. Yeah. So no worries whatsoever. We can move on. Um, we touched on it a tad earlier. So the Ninja and Laurel thing. Uh, mm-hmm. what was your vantage point and you being on sort of by default one side of things there? I don't know how much you were necessarily team Laurel, but clearly you were on the opposite side of the Ninja Alliance. How did that yeah. all play out in your world? Did you think that was treated fairly? And what do you think happened? No, I was definitely team Laurel, like 120%. I like, I was very with Laurel all season. Like I, I'm a huge Laurel fan because I think she plays the game like a dude and I think it's dope. <laughs> Seriously, like there's a lot of girls who go in that house and they play scared and she doesn't. And I fucking love that about her. I think she's sick. And yeah, she's a little crazy, you know, sometimes like, you know, she comes off very intimidating because she's strong, but I love it. I think she's sick. And so I was really rooting for Laurel. And uh, when that happened, I mean, you know, we genuinely cheered for her because we thought that she had won and that horn blew. And, you know, you I think it was just misconduct, you know, but, you know, refs make bad calls. Like how many times in like an NFL game have you seen something happen where they couldn't recall a game, you know, or just like people make bad calls sometimes and like production isn't a live event. So maybe they could have gone back and really fixed it. But I don't know. I it's like at what point in time, like, I don't know. I, I don't think Laurel cheated. I think that she genuinely thought that the, the hole was up there. So and, and the horn blew. So it's it's tricky. I I honestly think that. uh I don't know. I, 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 it's like one of those weird, like, it's one of those weird situations. Uh, I really want to borrow the win. So I was bummed. The last sort of, you know, controversial moment I wanted to get your take on was Pauly and Theo have this outburst in the middle of the season, uh, during which Pauly kisses Theo on the lips. And, yeah. uh, you know, I would, I, I, you know, we talked to Pauly about it. We talked to Theo about it. I would love to know as just an, uh, like, uh, maybe an unbiased or a biased, however you want to put it, third party watching this. How did that play in the room? Like, is that something that's sort of like fair game for physical contact in the midst of something like this? Or, do, or is that like the worst thing you can do to somebody? Cause to me, like if a man did that to a woman or if a woman did that to a man, like whatever, like for some reason it kind of got swept under the rug, but I was like, uh, we're just going to let him kiss him on the lips. All right, fine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of, I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I think if, if Theo was really bothered by it, you know, and like said something, then it it could have been made a pretty big deal. But I think both of them were kind of like, well, it was in the heat of the moment and people do crazy things to rile each other up. And Polly was doing what he could to get under Theo's skin. So I think it was just kind of like, yo, that's, this is kind of like how arguments are. I'm not saying that it was right or wrong, but I'm, I, I think if Theo would have spoke up about it, and said that it made him really uncomfortable. I think it probably could have potentially gotten really in trouble for that, you know? All right. So let's get to the most adorable moment ever on a challenge. I know Tony Uh and Alyssa had their moment on a reunion, but um, this, I think, takes the cake. Uh, we got Jordan's, you know, firsthand sort of walked us through having to get, uh, the ring from your mom, permission from your dad, hiding it in the bag, you know, Nani Mm -hmm. finds it by accident. So in your, in your world, 
Uh, put the rumors at rest. Did you have any idea this was coming? Had you guys talked about it in the preseason? And what was going through your head at the end of this thing where all of a sudden he's calling you down uh, when you think he might be switching teams? Or no, he, di- he did switch teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. before oh, that, but he calls you down. Yeah. What, what's going through your head? So, you know, before coming on the show, we had obviously spoken about getting married. Like, for all the people being like, oh, it was planned. Like, if you think that Jordan and I haven't discussed getting married before the show because we actually are genuinely going to get married, you know, then, I mean, I feel like that's what you do before you propose to somebody. Like, you kind of test, you feel the waters, you know? You get the temperature of like, oh, like, is this is this real? And so we had that conversation. But did I know it was going to happen on the show? Absolutely not. When Jordan was reaching his hand in his pocket, you remember when Joss pulled down his pants and like, that he had on the UK underwear. I thought Jordan had just like, I don't know. This is literally the scenario that played in my head. I'm like, Oh, he's going to switch teams, but he's going to pull out Josh's UK underwear, like a flag from his pocket and wave it around saying he switched to team UK. That's literally what I thought he was doing. So that's why I, I have the first initial like, Oh, Oh, he's pulling out, he's pulling out underwear. And then I was like, Oh my God, no, that's a fucking box. I literally, I mean, there's nothing that, can explain the shock I was in. It's like when you like see really bright lights and then all of a sudden you hear white noise. I mean, when, when Zach had said to me, Tori, go down there, Tori, go down there. I must've been standing up there for at least like 15 seconds or 20 seconds, just in like pure shock. Like I could not believe it was happening. I don't even remember walking down there. I was shaking so bad. I gave him the wrong hand. Like I had absolutely (laughs) no idea that was going to happen, you know? And it ended up like being obviously one of the most incredible moments of my life. So I mean, I, I had no idea it was going to happen, but every time we talk about it, I smile and I still think I'm so blessed that I get to go back and watch the video because I absolutely love it. And it was shot on really great cameras, you know? So it's like great quality proposal footage. I love that. We're going to show that to our kids one day. Can I, can yeah. I tell you something? There was, there was, so you clearly did an interview that was like shortly after that happened. And then there was yeah. also like whatever the last interview you had done also made up some of the episode. Right. And you could, there was a visible difference in how much like you were glowing in these two interview clips where like for like the end of that episode and then the beginning of the next episode, you were just in such a better mood than anyone else that was asked about anything. <laughs> you could have been talking about like bugs in the woods and you were just like, you could just tell you were that you had like a, you, you could tell your, your hair was done a little bit more. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit more makeup, and you were just like so happy to be there. You could have been like, "Yes, we lost the challenge again. I got bit on the face by a wasp, but I'm yeah, I'm just happy to be here." And you could tell yeah. like that must have been shot. And tell me if I'm wrong, like a day or like right after you guys had gotten uh, engaged. Oh, so soon, you know? Uh, yeah, like I don't know. It's like your whole life in the challenge is the challenge, and then something happens in there that now you know is going to affect your whole life outside and. It just puts things into perspective. And, you know, I'm, I am so happy that it happened. And even, you know, obviously running the final and not winning, but knowing that that happened for me this season, even if I win a season in the future, nothing will ever replace this season for me because it was seriously the most amazing experience of my life, even the hard times because of how it ended, you know, and, and where our lives are going now. So it's seriously, I, I feel honored like that the universe let me have that experience and that I get to be with Jordan and we met on the show. You know, it's just so crazy. Like you just can't make the shit up. 
Yeah, I, I lied. The, the the Mack truck moment was not my favorite. That was my favorite. I was just joking earlier, <laughs> just in case everybody was saying that I was an asshole. Uh, yeah, uh, but that that's like the first that has had that that moment. I mean, you guys are like sweating to after elimination. It's like it's like the coolest, weirdest, fuck one for one. No one else will ever have that kind of moment if they try. It, yeah, you, you couldn't write it. I mean, you guys are like, like you have it on tape, on finishing cameras, all the way down to like your, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> you sw- probably sweating from just standing there because it's hot as fuck. And uh, from just, uh, it was so cool seeing you go down there. You definitely, it seemed like you were zapping and. To the wrong hand. I forgot. You had another like, like funny. You had like you also was like really funny. That was kind of <laughs> out of the ordinary. And, uh, just because you're so, sh- it was it was so cool to see Tori. Yeah, I, I was know, there. You, I was there. Yeah, you got and Jordan kind of like grow, and it's funny because you know when we third final together, and we were all in Argentina. Remember that one like running around the hotel room before the final, and like. I don't know what we were playing. It wasn't like tag, but we were literally playing like children in that. And like, it was in those moments when I was like, holy shit. I like, I knew I loved Jordan already. And there was nothing like nothing had happened between us. We hadn't had a talk about it, but I have no idea how that happens. Like I had, I have never felt that way about anybody in my entire life. And I obviously still feel even more than that for him. I love him. Like, like, he is my soulmate. I have never experienced that. So, Derek, you were literally there from the very beginning, you know? I remember telling you. I remember telling you I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying so to... I'm trying, anything anything you said to me was just, like, you know, hidden in, like, my back pocket somewhere. So Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I didn't, like, I didn't... I didn't take it all. You know, I just, I let pe- I like, I like letting people just be people. I remember the moment after we ran the final... Uh, me, me, and, I think me and and CT had woke up, drank two bottles of champagne, mm-hmm. and then I ran into you guys at breakfast, and you guys were so fucking happy, and it was like I feel like we had this like happy moment where I just yeah. like I, I like grabbed Jordan's hair and was just like fucking moving him around, and we were just like laughing, and you guys just seemed so happy at this like breakfast in a Colombian Argentinian. Uh, 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 hotel, man. It was so cool. Yeah. I'm glad I was there, man. I'm, I, I, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a pleasure watching you guys grow. You know, we've even hung out outside the show, you know, with the, you know, uh, watching that Mayweather fight and stuff like we, you know, we, dude, it, I, I, I've, I've loved, I've loved seeing you guys. Um, you know, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see more of it, you know? Yeah. Thanks, man. It's been crazy, bro, and like, ah, uh, it's just amazing. Time flies too. I can't believe it's been like that long since Dirty Thirty. It was so much fun and insane, but so much fun. <laughs> well.
Well, you guys have a, a fairly happy end to your season as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, it's funny, I think because it was fresh in our minds and all the listeners' minds, the majority of the questions we had written in for you were about the final. Um, so you, you make the final here, five people on your team, seven people on the other team. Unfortunately, when it gets down to that purge, you are the lone uh, team member on Team UK that gets purged, but your boo goes on and wins the thing with CT and D and Rogan takes home 250K for you and for the future wedding, right? So yeah. not the worst ending in the world. Um, a question from Will is, let's say you and Jordan finished the puzzle at the same time and made it to the beach. How would you guys have chosen who took the fourth spot for the money? You know, to give you a little background insight without giving too much information and letting people with cameras and production companies be mad at me. Uh, there was a point where we all kind of stood there before we ran into the water and we kind of knew the order of people that were getting, that were locking in and finished our puzzles first. And uh, Jordan asked me like right before he started to go swimming, he's like, do you want to go? Like, do you want to go? And, and I'll, and, and, and I'll stay behind Tori. Like you can have the spot. And I was just like, Jordan, at this point, one of us is not going to the end, right? And our team has a way better chance of winning if you are the one there because he is just such an incredible com- competitor. So he offered me up his spot to go. And that's why I'm not crying on the beach because I had that moment to say bye. And, um, but it's kind of like cut in between things, you know, and it was very quick. It was while we're running from the puzzle all the way over to the, the, the island to start swimming. So it's just kind of how we had this opportunity to like have this quiet little conversation. Yeah, but... they clearly didn't get a clean bite because that should have been aired because that is the most adorable thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life. And it, it, it like, I think it's one of those things where, first of all, I think, you know, from a strategic perspective, you know, you guys are a unit. So we all know there's no, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In a few months, you guys are going to legally be a unit and you're on route to being that unit already. So that yeah. you guys having that discussion, deciding what's best for the greater good of you guys as a unit getting at least $250,000 makes perfect sense. The fact that he offered it to you and didn't say, did. that, you know, like that's super yeah. sweet right there because that A shows that he has enough faith in you to know that you would have been just as good, if not better as him. Mm-hmm. And also letting you decide, like, do you need, do you want your moment? Because I, you know, he's already gotten two wins and you, yeah. you know, have made a final, but hadn't gotten one. So I think that's something that if they had gotten clean, they might've aired. I don't even know if that's something they would have swept under the rug. Yeah, probably not. You know, probably not. And I think that's just the way, you know, it kind of is with filming. You just, you know, you have to you know, remember they got to get these shots too. And sometimes we're, we're on these like desert islands or, or islands, tropical islands that have, you know, no clear paths. So you can't, and it's just like, it's, it's a production at the end of the day. So you can't, everything is, uh, you know, seems tried, tried to put every, they try to put everything seamlessly together, but you know, obviously there's steps that people don't on the other side of the camera don't see. So obviously you also try to craft a final that makes perfect sense to everyone playing and everyone watching at home. But sometimes that doesn't happen either. Um, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things that had, I believe, uh, close to a million people. I think it was Wednesday. I think uh, the highest rated show on cable other than an NBA game uh, throwing, I wow. believe, remotes at their television simultaneously. So what did you think about the fact that <laughs> this 16 mile race at the beginning of this thing um, mm-hmm. with, that had so many 
nuanced rules. Like you can't uh, hold the bags yourself. Uh, four people have to be holding it once. You can't switch people in between checkpoints, this and that and the yeah. other thing. If your thing breaks, yada, 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 that ultimately – uh, the U.S. team decided to break every single rule, and I believe for like, you know, half of their run. At the end of it, they got ultimately a 10-minute penalty. Um, yeah. When something like – I want to know, like, obviously I, they're not going to just like spend 10 minutes showing you guys, like, check in on all the rules and make sure you can do stuff and you can't do stuff. But correct me if I'm wrong. If all you're getting is a 10-minute penalty on a 16-mile run, wouldn't the move be carry the things from the start, throw out the rules from the start, make sure you dust them by at least 10 minutes, and then you win, and, then you, yeah, you got the 10-minute 10, 10 penalty? Like, how yeah. dumb is that? But you don't know what the penalty is. That you yeah, guys, you guys aren't allowed to confirm they, like what penalties are and stuff. Exactly, it's producer discretion, so you don't know. Oh. You know, that's that's the thing is like it's really out of your control. You kind of just have to follow the rules and like hope that you do the best. And like you know, if you cheat, they ha- they can either disqualify. Like the, who knows what they can do? You know, it's yeah. literally their discretion. This is a reality show. This isn't a game show. So it's really up to them. So that's why you kind of just got to do what you could do. Yeah, I mean, in in the end, they had no other choice. Their shit was fucking broke. How and much they, did you beat they, them by? How how long were you guys at the snake pit? Because that's another thing. Times again aren't listed for us, which is fine. You know, sure, I'm sure it helps us as viewers get right. involved in the suspense a little bit more than we would than we would if we knew they were say three hours behind. But how long were you guys at the snake pit before Zach rolls up and and makes that great reaction? Uh, oh my God, you didn't tell me there'd be snakes, kind of thing. Could have been. Could have been an hour forty five. Okay. Yeah. So my, you know what my follow-up question is going to be. So when you guys have beaten them on an entire day's journey, 16 miles plus a swim plus a snake pit, whatever, uh, by an hour and 45 minutes, and then the next day you are told that that has garnered you a five-minute start on a much shorter beach run, uh, shackled beach run and uh, puzzle portion followed by a nice little kayak run um, – how does like does that add up? Like, what was the like? Did you guys react at all to like? Wait, we beat them by an hour and forty five minutes, and we only get a five minute head start. Yeah, well, I you know I got purged before that. Oh so right, I, I didn't know that, but I can tell you that when I found that out, I was flipping shit. I'm like, that's insane. You know what I mean? Like, we dominated them so bad, but that's the way it is. That's the way you keep these races close. You know, is like. They don't promise you that you're going to have that much of a lead. They say, oh, no, you'll have an advantage in the next stage. And that hour and 45 equated to five minutes in the next stage. And that's it. And then you just hope for the best. Then you yeah. just hope for the best. That's it. There's so Jeez. many things that factor in to being a challenge champion. There really are. You need a lot of luck on your side. And obviously, you need hard work. But if you don't have, if you don't have hard work or skill, you don't even have a chance. You need luck on your side, too. And... With all of the possible twists and turns and just all the possible outcomes of things that can happen, you, you know, it's more than just wanting it. It's more than just working for it. It's you like you need to have luck on your side. Um, Do you consider the puzzle element luck in the sense that, you know, it's something that ended up being the defining moment of your season and then three other people on the other team season. Uh, but that is that something you can control? Can you work on puzzles? Is that luck? Is that just, you know, well, you know, in every last, every loss, there is a lesson. And the lesson that I took back from that one is, you know, I was so tired. Obviously we were standing up all night and you watching that back. I'm like, these people, you have absolutely 
no idea how painful that is until you truly go through something like that. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Standing up on it after 16 miles, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I, can, that, I cannot explain it enough. It was harder than Dirty 30, Derek. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. To do what? To do what? To, to stand up all night oh. and not to be so sleep deprived. So you have to imagine you're already not thinking straight when you walk up to this puzzle, right? You get there. And the one thing that I learned about this is you have to build puzzles to the frames that they cut them. So we have this long rectangular frame and the puzzle fits on that. And you go up and you see a bunch of puzzle pieces kind of like laid around. You don't know because the shape of the puzzle, you didn't really know what you were building because there were so many kind of curves in it. So it took a little bit of time for me to figure out. Actually, I never figured it out until I saw another one completed that it has to fit the frame of the puzzle or it has to fit the frame that you're building it on. So that's something that I learned. And um, unfortunately, it was a very expensive lesson. But yeah, I can. And I have been practicing puzzles ever since ever since that happened. I've do it 10 minutes of puzzles a day minimum on my phone. <laughs> um, try to wow. put yourself in the shoes of the other team, right? So, you know, I mentioned it before, the idea that the, you would imagine that if, you know, Team US had played a perfect game, which they, they won almost every single daily, they just happened to decide to cannibalize themselves so many times that they end up only with, uh, what is it, uh, two more players than you guys in the final, but they very well could have wound up with 12 people to year five, you know, if they had just <laughs> Stop, you know, purposely taking off their own players. When you get to the final and you see that the way the first leg is run with the added weight, but you can still only use four people with the checkpoints that everyone needs to complete. So now you need seven people to complete math rather than five, seven people to complete food rather than five. And then you get to these two snake pit standing portions where you guys have the same amount of space, correct me if I'm wrong, to share with less people than them. And you each get one bed that you get to share. Just put yourself in their shoes. Was it fair? Was it fair? fair that the final ultimately penalized them for doing better throughout the season? I mean, probably not, but I wasn't on that side of the ship, so I didn't care, you know, like, but had I been over there, I mean, just think about it like this. They didn't, you know, they didn't have to go into an elimination. I mean, Ninja and Ashley did, but a lot of, a lot of the other ones didn't. So, I mean, I guess you could say that about our team too. I don't know. Ultimately, uh, I just, I thought it was kind of funny karma. So I was happy. I'm like, well, this is what you guys get for trying to manipulate the game the entire time and, and have control without doing work. Now you're going to have to put in your work right now. This is the time. Um, another put yourself in their shoes question. Um, now knowing, you know, you've played, you played on the first season with Jordan where you guys were getting to know each other, falling in love, if you will. This mm-hmm. is the first season you got to play the whole time as not just allies, but cohorts living together, sharing finances already. You're going to get married. You have mm-hmm. a, another couple that's pretty serious in the house, like Cara and Pauly, and they play together in lockstep as well. Um, but other than that, you didn't have a Zach and a Jenna. You had a couple, you know, couples spur up. You get your George, your Georges and your Joshes, but for the most your part, Cam and Leroy, Cam and Leroy, but they're more of a fling kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned the advantages of having someone where you can literally decide, hey, at least one of us wins this, brings home the bacon for us kind of thing. There was an earlier point in the season where Jordan used that as a threat, where he even said, hey, I'm so mad at you guys. I'll stay on this team and throw challenges so Tori can win, right? Whether he would have yeah. done that or not or been allowed to, we don't know. Try to put yourself in other competitors' shoes. Is it kind of unfair to allow, say, like married or on the verge of married couples to play in a game of solo acts? 
Absolutely not. It is strategy. If you feel like you need a partner, then marry somebody from the challenge, you know? <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. This is that he's like my ultimate alliance. You gotta form an ultimate alliance. <laughs> yeah, and Scott, I gotta I gotta jump I gotta jump your bones here for a second because uh, Cam and Leroy, they're literally telling each other that they love you. I love him. I I love her. They're literally saying that. Yeah. That shit sounds serious to me. I don't know about a fling. I don't know about that. Kaiser is off the chain. Everything is in one place for you. Your x-ray will be done there. The doctor will see you there. The labs are there for you. And then the nurses that work with you at Kaiser, they make you feel so at home. They're there to meet your needs. I would not be alive today if I had not had Kaiser permanently. I feel really, really great knowing there's a place that I can go to make sure that I can maintain good health on a regular basis. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, the Middle States, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. We talk about more off-air than on-air. What is or isn't allowed in the rules as far as, you know, playing not just for yourself, but for the benefit of other people. You guys are all good friends. You know, you guys mm-hmm. all want to see your friends do well. The narrative yeah. of the show is supposed to be you're playing for yourself and your family at home. So when your family at home is on the other side, you know, on the other team or on your own team, I don't know. I think it adds a wrinkle that's like, I mean, you mentioned, hey, if this has been a long contory and like the reason you shacked up with Jordan was to have this unfair advantage of the challenge. <laughs> but I mean, like that's, you know, you deserve really, all the championships really in the world. It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. How, no, how soon I, did I, you I, realize I, Derek Henry was not the route to go if you wanted to win challenges with your romantic and uh, Well, you know, he didn't make the cut, and uh, you know that was it. This is so bad. Too soon. <laughs> I mean, we no, can, that's way old. But you know, we can but, cut yeah. that out. We can cut that. No, out. it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm okay. Uh, no, just damn it. That, that's a. It's I, that's just a fucking crazy season for you. That's it, Jordan, and and then like you know. Now we're, we're in the discussions of, of Jordan as being the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the discussions about, about Jordan. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where we're at in Challenge Maniaverse. Is, yeah. You know, we're, we, we're, we're putting the rankings up there and seeing where, where he, where he sits. And it's, it's, it could be number one. It might He's- be number one. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Derek, what it's like to run against him. And I think everybody knows they have, everybody comes, with their strengths and their weaknesses as a competitor. But Jordan is truly skilled and can genuinely break down any challenge he sees and figure out how to solve it or do it very fast and efficiently. And that is what makes him such a threat. And, you know, you have to remember there, he is still, there are still things that people will be better at him. So that's where luck also comes into play. Like he's not the biggest guy in the world. So if he ever has to do a strength competition against a CT, Jordan's not going to win that. Let's be real, you know, unless something crazy happens and luck's on his side. So I'm, I, I agree that he is absolutely one of the best, if the best to ever do it. But there's also been, there's also been that luck factor in the back of his pocket in certain moments. So, you know, this, this is the challenge and you never know when it's going to be your time or when it's not. And, but he is, dude. He really is. He's the shit. And it's been an honor to train with him before shows because he's the reason why I have, I think, upped my level because of the amount of training we do before we go on. It's crazy. 
Scott, I know, I've, I've just got like one behind the scenes question. And then if you want to, I know she's got to go soon. If you want to give her those rapid fire questions. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so look, you know, every final has its, you know, grueling path and it's, you know, and, and in the end, like, for example, the dirty 30, it was like, I think for probably for a week, we were, we were talking and coughing at the same time and understanding what the fuck just happened. It was like, Mm-hmm. We were on like a different planet when we ran that final, yeah. and it, it, the, the weather—I don't know what was it—the salt, the salt in the air. I have no idea. What it was definitely was. the altitude for sure. Okay, to to where we were like wheezing and talk, like talking, and we couldn't like. Yeah, we we all had altitude sickness after that one. I mean, it, we were up fourteen thousand feet, you know, running like miles and miles and miles, and you know, it was it was tough. That was crazy. Yeah, I don't know if we were like huffing like the sand off of those mountains. Like I have no clue. But you want to yeah. call it altitude sickness? Cool, we'll go with that. Yeah, I want I want to know the aftermath of 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 this this final. What you know? I'm hearing people were like in the hospital and pe- like we saw like ninjas' legs. Like, yeah, how bad was it on your side? Because we saw how bad it was on the the, the U.S. side. But with you guys, it seemed like you know th- was it a walk in the park for you guys? Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. It hurt, but it didn't. The next day I was, I worked out, you know? So I, I, like I said, I had been training before I got there and I think I have just the right amount of fat on my body where I don't go into, uh, like my muscles don't go into shock. You know, Zach has like 0% body fat. Polly has like 0% body fat. I mean, I'm walking around with a little bit of a belly every once in a while. So I think that that went a long way for me and I'm, I realized in that moment that I'm super fucking happy I'm not a skinny little a little thing because I think I was eating my own fat and I think that that's what saved me. You hear that, okay. kids? You want to win a challenge? <laughs> Keep a little bit of belly on you. Keep a little bit of belly on you. You know you the know? deal. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> let me ask you. And look, I mean, I'm sure you've been asked about this uh, a ton, but you know, it's one of those things where I mentioned the sort of dichotomy of you and Jordan as a couple and Kara and Polly as a couple, both you guys in, you know, them in sort of a power position socially during this game and you guys killing it and, you know, getting all the, the rounding applause on the elimination floor this season. Of course, you guys end up ultimately winning the season both ways with the proposal and with the, uh, with the championship there. But you guys, I feel like will always be kind of tied together in this season. And I think there's a lot of like, oh, are you team Cara and, and Paul or team uh, Jordan and Tori? Um, Paulie's been very vocal recently in a lot of interviews. I know told me last week about how they like you and him have kind of like a prior relationship that doesn't get talked about too much, but that you guys are, are friendly and that ultimately yeah. the thing that lies between you guys as adversaries is Jordan and Kara. Um, what say you there? Is it something where you're okay that the battle lines drawn between you four? Do you kind of wish you guys could work together because of your relationship with Pauly? And then after playing this season with them overall, where do your opinions lie for both of them as a unit and individually? Okay. Well, you know, honestly, yeah, that's all true. Me and Polly are definitely friendly and friends and I have respect for him as a competitor. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I actually like Polly. So we are only not friends. Even we are friends, but we only like really don't communicate or work together because Kara absolutely despises Jordan. And honestly, you know, they've had a history of kind of hating each other pretty bad. And I don't think they'll ever bounce back from that. And I don't blame Kara because Jordan's, I think, said some pretty you know, fucked up things. And I don't blame Jordan because I, I don't necessarily disagree with what he says about Cora. So I'm in this place where I'm like, 
I don't care to mend the situation because ultimately it is the challenge. You got to go on there and you have to have people that you're not friends with because if you're friends with everybody, it's going to be boring. And I ultimately want to go in there and I'm not there to make, I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to beat people. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's good to have rivalries. So as long as it never gets, it never becomes a low blow thing from me and it never will. I'll never talk bad about her or down about her. Uh, ultimately I just kind of like to keep it at that. Like, let it be a rivalry. Let it be something that continues and maybe plays out in the future again. And let's see how, let's see where it goes. Well said. I love the attitude. Who other than yourselves? I know you guys got a little bit of an unfair shake there, but you you dug yourselves out of it. Who got the worst end of the stick of this season? Either Theo. Oh no, I don't know. I guess like you're talking about the like, finale. Well, just in chat, it doesn't need to be finale based. It doesn't need to be. It's it just basically like who do you think got you know, done the dirtiest here? Who came to play and just wasn't allowed to? Who got you know blindsided the worst? Who do you when you think of this season do you feel the worst for? I mean, ultimately, ah, oh, God, that's a really tough question because I feel I feel bad for Josh. I feel bad for. Like Nani, I felt bad for Zach. I felt bad for pretty much everybody who wasn't in those numbers, you know, because once they had control, they could do whatever they wanted to you. They could like say things to you in passing, like, like poor fucking Jenny <laughs> got used as a, as a pawn. Like, I'm not kidding. Once you realize you had no control in this game, you looked around at your friends and you thought to yourself, oh damn, eventually I'm going to be going in against my friend and there's nothing I can do about it. And that was just kind of like such a stab in the heart that anybody who was on the opposite side of those numbers, I fucking have, I feel bad for because it was painful. You know, I feel bad for Theo, Georgia, Jenny, Josh, all those guys. And uh, they deserve to make a final. And uh, I feel that's, that's what I have my heart out for. Who had the luckiest season? Uh, D Rogan, D Rogan CT, you know, <laughs> they didn't have to go into a final. I didn't have to go into elimination and, and they won the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I like, a, lot of, a lot of people probably agree with you. I think some people think that CT, in a way, orchestrated a lot of that by deferring more than he usually would, and that's almost something to commend as a strategy move, but totally, as far as proving it physically, you're right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, CT, CT, he knew, you know, that, and he was saying it all season two, he was like, listen, like, you only, it takes a lot of luck to get to a final. He knew how hard it was. So you have to play the stealthiest game you can. And so I give him a lot of, I actually give him credit for sure. But D and Rogan, man, those motherfuckers lucked out. They really I, did. I got a quick CT question. Just follow up. So he threw that challenge, which ultimately puts you in. Yeah. But then in the end, like the game move, like, like in the end to kind of like solidify that like squad, mm-hmm. he ended up saving you. Oh man, that was the best thing that ever happened. And I had this slight feeling because the night before you see me kind of talking to CT in his room and I'm like, I'm just going to keep working. You're going to, you guys are just going to throw me in. And CT was like, well, you know, they've been riding with me all season. So why shouldn't I ride with them? And after that, I was really, really down on myself. But then later in the night, he like walked into the room because I had slept in that same room. He like, is like the lights are off and everything. And like, I'm, I'm like kind of laying there about to fall asleep. And he just whispers, I'm like, I'm right next to Jordan. He just whispers <laughs> to us. He says, um, Oh God, I forget exactly what it's, what he said, but he said something like, don't worry, I got you. And I was like, did he just fucking say that? Like, I just looked over at Jordan and it was like this little, little ray of hope. We had this tiny little ray of hope that, Oh my God, maybe CT is going to do something. And so when it came to the next day and we were talking about who we were going to vote as speaker, I mean, he was like, 
he said, he said it to me one more time. If we win the challenge, put me in a speaker. And I was like, this is the only, the only chance I have that somebody isn't going to throw me in. So I have to, I have to pray to God it's going to work. And he did it. So, oh my God, I, I fucking love the guy. Like I, 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 this is why people love CT. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who he's playing with. He's going to do what's right for him. And he makes smart, hard moves. And it was fucking sick. Yeah, it was. It was like the move of the game. It was like, like I describe it as like the last second shot, put the ball in his hands. And, uh, you know, he takes you guys to the championship, yeah, you know, dude. fucking sick. Um, last question. Cause we know you got to go. Uh, Alyssa mm-hmm. says you have a book coming out. What is it about? Yeah. Where can we get it? Tell us about oh it, Tori. God. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do have a book coming out. It's actually a kid's book. And you guys are going to love it. I wish I could tell you more about the characters because they're incredible. But I have been spending the last year of my life writing this incredible, delicious, amazing kids book that tells a beautiful message that is amazingly illustrated. And I'm going to go on like kids book tours and I'm going to come around to schools near you and read it to children and give out pancakes. And it's going to be amazing, but it's probably not going to happen until the spring. So What's Keep the age range, a- exact age range? Uh, it's for younger kids, so it's like four to eight. Oh, but, cool. you know, so anybody out there that has a baby, it's going to be a really nice interactive read, and it's going to be awesome. Well, I have a nine-month-old, but he has the reading level of a four- to eight-year-old, so it'll be perfect. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> he should be on the challenge. Yes. Yeah. Right. He should. Yeah. He should. He should just be like flown in to do the puzzles. Yeah. And then, he could probably help me on. He could probably help me on puzzles. And then eat the pancakes. And then yeah, he can that'd leave. be amazing. What, what? What about the music? Let's talk about the music. Yeah. The sure. Music so, too. You know, me and Jordan put out covers, and we absolutely love singing together. That was actually one of the first kind of like ways we actually started vibing on the challenge. We would kind of sing when we were bored. We realized that we sang the same songs and. We would just kind of like find each other and sing by the pool. And ever since then, we just realized we have a lot of fun doing it. So we were covering songs for a while, but we have our own original music coming out soon. So within the next couple months, we'll be dropping original songs, probably next couple weeks, actually. So they're really beautiful. And I'm really excited for everybody to hear them because I think that it's going to add a new layer of, you know, just like what we bring to the table as people. And so I'm really excited for everyone to share that with us. Love it. And people can get your music on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff? Yeah, all that good stuff. Just uh, look up Tory Deal and you'll find it. Boom. Well, maybe I'll pull some of it and put it uh, in this podcast. Yeah, some of the do uh, it. Some of the do covers it. you got. I like the home one that you guys did. Yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. Are you, uh, what are we keeping you from? Are you still in New York or are you back home or? I'm still in New York right now. Jordan's flying in, so I have to go grab him from the airport. And tomorrow he's going to get his stomach tattooed, so I have to go help him do that. <laughs> what is he getting tattooed what? on his stomach? It's championship Dude, belt. It's a huge. It's a huge. <laughs> it's a huge picture of TJ Lavin. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We want to know how tattoo was too far. I think that might be too far. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight, Tori. Really appreciate it. Congrats by proxy on the win. Uh, oh, tell Jordan you. congrats. Congrats, of course, on the engagement. Congrats on the upcoming children's book and all that good stuff. Thank and you. Uh, thanks for giving us the time. Let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. You guys are fucking awesome, and I love you. And I, I can't wait to be back. Take Tori, care, thanks so much. Thank you. Love you guys. Waste the day and spend the night Underneath the sunrise Show me where your love lies And if you're down Don't hide
All right, there she is, Miss Tori Deal. She just sounds like she's in a great mood, doesn't she? Yeah, she's great, man. She really is. Happy for her and happy for him. And, um, you know, the one question I actually had queued up and I forgot to ask it was like, what does she say or think about like the Jordan detractors? You know, that, cause look, performance wise, there's nobody who doesn't think he's, he's one of the best, you know? There are people who question whether he gets a little too heated well, at times, whether he can go she, into people a little bit too much. Um, didn't get to ask her that. Well, I'm curious because I feel like she would be – she'd have like great insight on it. I'd love to hear her thoughts on the people who think Jordan is like a bad person or gets too worked up or doesn't treat people well because I'm sure she's probably given him a talking to her or once or twice about it if I had to guess. Yeah, well, I mean she did say like she, don't, she doesn't blame Kara for the – you know – you know, for them not liking each other. She's, you know, like it didn't seem like right, she was. Right, she like, kind of gets it. Yeah, so, so, you know, she even said it on the show. She was like, oh, no wonder I didn't like you before I met you. Or I remember that, you know, I remember when I didn't like you before I met you or why. Uh, she said that on the show. So it's, look, it's like, I mean, at this point, it's like, how do you feel bad? I mean, how, it, it's hard to be upset at the at, at a guy like that at this point. I mean, he put on one hell of a fucking show. I mean, quite possibly one of the best shows the challenge has ever had. One of the best performances the challenge has ever had. I mean, to go to win, you know, for him and his fiance to win, you know, tell everyone to basically go fuck themselves, go on elimination, uh, you know, essentially play part in getting, you know, rid of the new number one player in the game in Turbo. You know, uh, find a way to get, you know, get him out of the game and then went into eliminations at the end and, you know, went in the final. Like he was so close to, you know, not just not just the greatest performance of all time, but doing it with his fiance. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, say what you want dude. the guy's a gamer. You know, what I mean, he plays and it's fun to watch. Even though he's a dick sometimes. A lot of people asking, uh, they actually wrote this in as questions. Tori, when are we going to get to see you at a Challenge Mania Live? When are we going to see you and Jordan on Challenge Mania Live? Is it safe to say we're working on it, right? We're trying to make it happen in, uh, in 2020, right? We're trying to find a way to make it work. They're obviously going to have a busy year ahead of them. But if we can at all make it work sometime on our calendar, we're going to do it, right? We're, we're, we have been in talks and we are, you know, nothing set in stone. Let's not jump. You know, let's not jump the gun, but I think, you know, we, we're, we're going to be able to possibly make it happen. It's a good, strong possibility. Uh, just want to remind everybody one more time that Trust Brothers CBD is hooking you guys up with a free bottle of 250 milligrams of CBD oil for free for 499cbd.com. So it's 499 is the shipping. That's what you pay. This, the CBD is free if you want to try it. It's a great way to try. If you don't like it, throw it out. Who cares? It was free. Use the code MANIA to get that. And uh, top of the show, uh, Derek speaks about it and uh, can't speak more highly about it. I, I, uh, I use it too. It's great. So uh, check it out. If it's not for you, it's not for you. It is free. 499cbd.com. Use the code mania uh live shows let's run through them okay and with the cbd i I recommend using the the discount code that the discount that they give you and just kind of upgrade a little bit um you know so that's it yeah get the get the cummies um the gummies the gummy bears yeah don't get the cummies um so 
Uh, speaking of who is coming to Miami next week, uh, we got CT Tamborello, we've got Nani Gonzalez, Josh Martinez, Mark Long, got a lot of challenge winners, we got a big brother winner. Uh, it's gonna be a winner of a show. Mean Greet sold out, but you can still get a ticket to the Mean Greet if you become a Savage Level, level patron over at patreon.com slash challengemania. There are plenty of GA available if you want to join us in Miami. Challengemania.live for tickets. That's Saturday, December the 21st. That's it for this year, D. Then we hit the ground running in 2020. January the 25th, we will be in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, with Big Easy, who, by the way, Big Easy getting into it a little bit on Twitter, uh, calling uh, Natalie Thirsty for dancing on her TikTok. Not cool, Big Easy. You're going to be uh, repenting for that in Nashville. We're going to make you do that same Venezuelan dance on stage at uh, Zany's. Uh, Big Easy joining, of course, I think possibly the most popular Challenge Ooh. Mania live guest ever that we've ever had, at least in the form of people tweeting me and letting me know they're specifically coming for her. Ms. Kendall Shepard making her way all the way from Seattle to join her good friend Tori Hall and of course Miss Maddie Bro potentially a rookie of the year nominee on stage with us at Zanies. that is Saturday January 25th we would love to see you there tickets to challengemania.live and then we will be dark for February no Challenge Mania Live in February. No Challenge Mania Live in March. The next time we're taking the stage is Saturday, April 4th in Tampa, Florida. Tampa Improv, WrestleMania weekend. That's right. There will be a lot of stuff to do in town, including us. Saturday, April 4th. Tickets now on sale. ChallengeMania.live. Hunter Brian Barfield is going to be there, our first confirmed guest. We are going to load that lineup up. That's what I'm talking about. We're not going to have a show in February, not in March. This one's in April, so we got to make this one count for three months, D. Uh, tickets on sale for everybody already at ChallengeMania.live. And now, tickets on sale for patrons only so far. Next week for everybody, the Dallas area Addison Improv. That's right. It's the Addison Improv, but it's the Dallas area, Dallas, Texas, on Saturday, August the 1st. That's going to be a good one, too. I'm already talking to some interesting names for that one, D. Uh, patrons have access to tickets already. Tickets on sale for everybody next week, well in advance. We know that one's going to sell out. So uh, well in advance, so August 1st. Lots of fun stuff on the horizon for 2020, my friend. Did you say Papa Hunter? Papa Hunter is going to be in Tampa? Papa Hunter will be in You've Tampa. You've already announced that, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's on board. Loves it. Oh, and uh, I don't know if Eric's going to do that dance. Did he say he's going to do that dance? Uh, I'm going to He doesn't get to choose. He he's he has to do that dance. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make him do anything. But I think if I know Big Easy, and uh, by that I mean I've spoken to him several times via DM and once on a podcast, I know that uh, he'll probably be in a good mood. I, I bet you he'll do a version of the dance. We'll see. And that's gonna be a fun weekend, by the way, D. We don't have details yet, but you've got a friend who uh, owns a nice establishment in town that we're gonna be using for uh, probably a little bit of an after party there for the meet and greet folks. So that's another yep. reason to do the meet and greet. Of course, Challenge Mania patrons are welcome as well. It's another reason to be a patron. So Music City is going to be popping on January 25th. But next week, D, last show of the year, Miami, Florida, the 305. You got to get a Cuban sandwich while you're there, D. And a great spot I'll send you to. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you to Tori Deal. Let her hear it at Tori underscore Deal. You can support them by getting their music on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get our podcast. You can get their music. And uh, let's let their music take us out of here once again. What do you say? Yep. Like music to my ears. All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves. And hopefully we'll see you in the future. My best friend. I scream into nothing. There ain't nothing that I need. Well, hot and heavy pumpkin pie, chocolate candy, Jesus Christ, ain't never needing more than you. I hope, let me go home, 
Follow you into the park, through the jungle and through the dark. Girl, I never loved one like you. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. 